and welcome to the Under the Bus podcast. I'm Clayton, joined by Merge as usual. How are you doing, Merge? I'm tired, Clayton. I'm tired, but I guess it's almost basketball. Lakers are starting tomorrow, so I guess that's something to look forward to. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. We we all need something to look forward to, whether it's me working on my car when it's not freezing in my garage or watching the Lakers. It's we all need that. Also, you know, watching yes. Kansas City whoop on people is just it is just very fun. I do have to say that. So I am I'm definitely I don't know living, if I say whoop on people. That game was not as close <laughs> as it seemed at the very end. Um that's all I'm gonna say. I'm sorry, Cam, but no chance. Um <laughs> anyways, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few different things um during this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other Eastern Conference contenders. Um, first, we'll talk about the Nets, then talk about the Sixers, talk about Bucks. Then we'll talk about Redacted's extension, and then uh, some things to go with opening night, since that is literally tomorrow. Well, in yes. 26 minutes, it'll be today. Um, so at the end of this, it'll be... Or if you're listening I'm, from the East Coast, or I guess if you're or, listening to it right oh, now, it is today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, I got got some things to definitely talk about. Um, so first things first, the Nets. They are going to be a Weird team that's team. really interesting because it seems like they have all their stars. So do you do you think that they are going to be what of course Twitter thinks that they are going to be now? You know what? I actually think Twitter is is pretty low on them. Um I think a lot of them are are kind of uh kind of dis- like kind of blowing the team off a little bit um mm-hmm. I-, I know that there are some that are extremely high um i've watched some of the preseason games and if kevin durant is that kevin durant that i've been seeing then i'm pretty confident they are at the very least an eastern conference finals team yeah i i, I guess what I've seen on my timeline and I have not been on the timeline a lot the past few days. Um, but I had seen some people say like the clear cut number one seed. And that's, if, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah. I think, I think there's going to need a lot for that to happen um, for them to go the right way. And the, the biggest thing is what you touched on is Kevin Durant to be that guy. Now, if Kevin Durant, is this superhuman, you know, demigod type guy who tore his Achilles, but after almost two years, I would say, yeah. right? It's been almost. It's been at the very least like eighteen to twenty months. Yeah, eighteen months or something like that. I think because it was, it was in what June. It was. So we'll final, say, yeah. yeah. So okay, we'll say about eighteen months. That's been plenty of time for usual people to come back. Um. So, and there was rumors of him like possibly playing in the bubble, yada, yada, yada. Um, if, if Kevin Durant is 90% of what he was before he t- tore his uh, Achilles, then he, he's probably the best player in the Eastern Conference, right? I other, would... other than, other than Giannis maybe challenging him that debatable. I think, I think it's those two at the top. Yeah. So, I mean, because because if Durant was, you know, if he's if he's a hundred percent, I think it's oh, then he's arguably the best player in the NBA. Arguably, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so, but my thing is, is I don't, I wouldn't want to play him a ton because right. this is his first year back from that injury, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, as I said, 18 months, the recovery time, I think I've seen some people say nine to 12 months for that. Most people like to err on the side of caution for 12 months. It's now 18 months. If, if, you know, his body is just that phenomenal, you know, because he came back from that foot break, what, like six years ago or seven years ago now, um, had no, the year after. <laughs> so, I mean, who knows with him? Um, if he's this, then, then yeah, I can definitely see them as a number one seed as an Eastern conference final team, but it's not just Kevin Durant. Now, obviously, obviously. Yes. Now, the other superstar that they have is Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And he is the super. I don't even know if we really want to consider him a superstar, considering what so many people consider superstars nowadays. Um, but would you is, say he's the top 10 player? No. Would you say he's the top 20 player? Yes. Okay. So, like, like I think I'd have him in the 15 to 20. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's very clearly he could be a number one on some teams. Yep. Um, but he is a guy that I would much rather prefer him to be a number two. Right. Always has been, whether he be back in you know Cleveland days. Um, I think we kind of saw what happens with the team when he is number one in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and even kind of see how Brooklyn was last year with with him when he was healthy. They were just kind of you know, like yeah, there were, was a couple of those like classic Kyrie fifty point games in the very beginning of the yeah. season, which were yeah. fun, obviously, but it didn't really carry out. Yeah, the rest he's, of the season. he's a very fun, but also one of the most frustrating players ever. Um, his he one of one of our our buddies, Derek uh, at D Parks twenty four, loves to talk about how he he has, you know, incredible handles because Kyrie, if he doesn't have the top handles, it's top two, right? Yeah. Um, he, he relies so much on his handles though, to get open shots, you know, right? because, because of histories, he's lost some of the burst, you know, because of his height, he doesn't have as much ability to get separation. So he requires a lot of handles to be able to, 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 you know, get that separation needed to get some, some shots off. Um, not, and that's not to say like, it's not valuable or anything like that. Oh yeah. But... He was arguably, you can make an argument that he's one of the best ball handlers and one of the best finishers of all time. You yeah. make that argument because he has some of the best touch you've probably ever seen from a, from an NBA player, let alone a guy that's six, two, six, three, and is yeah. extremely athletic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, this isn't to take away from Kyrie. Um, right because like it's you just have to you know realize like he isn't quite the superhuman that some of these other guys are he's had some injuries you know his knee like he like blew up his knee <laughs> like he yeah. like dislocated his like patella or you know kneecap back in cleveland he had knee issues in boston he's had shoulder issues pretty much wherever he's been um He's he misses quite a few games. It's it's kind of why like when 
you know, the hardened rumors were going on or kind of still going on. I I've said, I would have no problem including Kyrie in that. Now, obviously you wouldn't want to, you would try and send it around other guys, but I'd have no problem sending him. Right. Um, but he just, he also kind of needs to realize like, this isn't going to be like your weird, like galaxy brain team, you know, like, a couple like right after they hired Steve Nash to be the head coach. And he's like, well, we're all going to be like coaches. Like <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's no. another thing about, about Kyrie is it is some of the off the court stuff. Now I wouldn't say Kyrie is he a bad, freaking a bad burn person stage in the Boston garden, dude. Like, Oh my God. I, I had to say that like, just st- like, who does that? Kyrie's one of the weirdest dudes oh we've God, maybe ever weird. seen in the NBA. I I wouldn't so at all even insinuate that he's like some bad person or anything. No, he clearly, no, no. He, he clearly isn't. He, he There's a lot of stuff that doesn't really no. get reported when it comes to Kyrie. It's kind of the same with John Wall. It's kind of the amazing. same with John Wall, too. Yeah, yeah. he was he yeah. was a big um, – in uh, the bubble, I think he – did he donate his – some of his salary to, to Black Lives Matter stuff. Oh, WNBA, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. So sure he's, yeah, he's very, he's a very like good person. Off that, he's just a little, he just isn't there sometimes. <laughs> a lot of the times, it doesn't, it doesn't really translate on the court that much. I feel like in terms of like, he doesn't seem to have too many issues with like teammates on the court or really. It, it's more so off the court stuff, and you see a lot of this stuff. What um, what does government mean to you, Merge? Oh man, that's see, and like that's I mean, like, th- and that doesn't hurt it much, you know? Like, no, no, it does just like that is kind of like a weird challenge thing, you know? Like he's some type of intellectual. Like you went to Duke for essentially a semester, right? Maybe two, and we all know college athletes don't really do their own work. Like, oh, I mean, if you Ky- really think Kyrie that, like, did what like ten games in college. And he was still the one pick. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he's and, – and this isn't to say that he's not a smart dude. You know, like LeBron, no, didn't, go to, LeBron didn't go to college. And, I mean, he's a ridiculous businessman. Right. Um, it, it, is, it is just – he is the definition of galaxy brain. You right. Know? And, and sometimes that might rub some of the guys – some – some people the wrong way. I think a lot of the Boston stuff was a little over uh, uh, reported. Uh, yeah. It did sort of feel like Boston media kicking them on the way out, which happens mm-hmm. a lot with a lot of players, um, especially a lot of black players. It's yeah, yeah. Um, it, what was it? I remember when he was leaving. Bill Simmons, Jackie McMullen, one of those people. Just uh, so much just slander on Kyrie on his way out. And, and a lot of people bring up like talking crap about him. Surprising. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people blaming him for the seasons in Boston that didn't go w- wrong. That didn't go well. Obviously, it, he was not a good fit in Boston. But I don't. I would not say that's Kyrie's fault. I just think it was a fit issue. I would blame like Brad Stevens or anyone like that. I just think the team, his personality and his play style didn't fit with the Brad Stevens system. Yeah, um, totally, totally. It, yeah, yeah. An, an IT or a Kemba Walker fit a lot better than a Kyrie does. Granted, Kyrie is more talented than both of those players, and he's a better player at his peak than both of those players. 
Yeah, um, so I, I think that whole thing in Boston, again, a little overreported. I don't think it was really his fault. It was just a fit issue with fine. Yeah. The big question here is going to be uh, really how they handle the offense. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about defense in a little bit, but yeah. in terms of uh, – my, my ball, your ball. Yeah, yeah. and is this going to be like Oklahoma City, Russ, and KD? Uh, because it, it was a lot of my turn, your turn sort of uh-huh. stuff. Um, you, you also have a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who isn't the best passer and is a guy that yeah. that, that really likes to take it himself and, um, you know, ISO, pull-up, mid, mid-range, stuff like that, kind of some Kobe shots. Like he, yeah. Spencer's a big a guy that does that a lot. And then there's a guy like, like Karis LeVert who I think is, is, more, is a more willing playmaker and passer um, and a better defender than Spencer. Um, but it's all going to kind of rely on his jump shot and how he's going to be able to operate when he's off the ball. Um, It it is really funny that, that Karis is a better pull up three point shooter than off the catch, which is just so, I think that will eventually even out Um, because I, I would, I would guess that a lot of those, he still was covered really well or defended really well. However you want to say, right. Um, So like, I, Dallas. And also, I would say most of the time, now. I would say most of the time he was on the court. He's been on the court when he's been in Brooklyn. He's had the ball in his hands. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So and also I, it, injury stuff, which is another thing we can talk about with this team as well. Yeah, right? it is. It is definitely going to be a weird injury team because, like, I think that they should look to sit KD from time to time. You know, um, Kyrie is right. likely going to have to sit five to 10 games at least. Um, Karis has had some freaky injuries. Um, yeah. And then you have some older guys. You have like DeAndre Jordan, who has been one of my longtime favorites, but you know, you have to acknowledge like that dude is, even though he is a big or a very close friend of Kevin Durant, he is in like essential free fall because his athleticism is just no longer there. Um, he, so he like, never really had the the high defensive IQ either. No. So he can't really fall back on that like a Dwight Howard. Sort of and Dwight's more athletic than D- DJ is at this point. But oh, yeah. Dwight is a little a little smarter on that side too. DJ relied a lot well, not on a, his athleticism. He's just a lot smarter. But, but yeah, I mean, there's a reason why, why Dwight is one of the best defensive bigs we've probably ever seen. Ever seen. Like, yep. There's a reason why... why, why, why he just he's a lot smarter than DJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and, is why I think Garrett should start. Yeah, Garrett Allen should start over him. I I definitely agree with that, but it's going to be hard when he's being paid what four years and forty million dollars. Um, and I don't think Jarrett was did, it's, Yeah, he he was an extender, or was was this his year to be extended though? This I was his remember. year to, to be extended. He, oh, uh, someone, what was your fans? Agency? Like, man, that's going to be yeah. interesting. There's going to be a team that pays him, I feel. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, and then, you know, kind of going back to, I mean, we, we already said, you know, Katie, Kyrie, we, we do want to move on. Um, we don't yeah. want to spend too much time on these individual teams because we do have more to talk about. Um, right. Katie Kyrie, you know, your turn, my turn is going to be interesting. And also then same thing, as you said, with Dinwiddie and Levert, both of them have had the ball in their hands a lot. Is it going to be your turn, my turn? You know, like you can't have four guys that are expecting to ISO on the court at the same time. 
Right. And especially when all those guys have been used to playing at least 30 minutes a game. And then KD is very clearly, in my opinion, now he's going to have to play the four, you know, and then they, they may, there's been talk that he's going to be a, a, like play small ball five a lot and I'm just like, yeah, that, he, he was, he made that talk. He was talking about that. Yeah. And, and he's fully capable of doing it. He was insane at it uh, in golden state. Um, yeah. He was a very, very good defender in golden state. Yeah. Yeah. That it's so crazy that that's hardly, it seems like it, it just was never fully talked about. Um, oh yeah. But, but you know, again, off of an Achilles tear like is he going to be back are you going to rest him like that's just I don't know how much you want to put on him and even though it's year two of the contract but year one of playing again so I don't know that defense and, and, and I think it, I think the, it's gonna be really bad <laughs> I think it's gonna be really yeah really bad. Bruce Brown will help a little um I do like the Landry Shamit pick up for this for that team and I think he's a okay defender he's more more there for shooting Joe Harris isn't a good defender. I think I, I do think good defender. Um, and I think he might be able to focus on it a lot more being the third option or fourth option or whatever he'll be. Um, but outside of, and Jared Allen is a solid rim protector. He isn't the best guy um, outside of like a drop coverage. Yeah. Um, but it, besides that and KD potentially coming yeah. back to good, to good to great defense. Yeah. The rest Kyrie of is bad Kyrie's defenders. a poor defender. Yeah. Levert has moments. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, he's fully capable of being a good defender, but he hasn't really been a very good defender, in my opinion, since be, you know being drafted. Right. Um, Dinwiddie is not a good defender, <laughs> like just straight up, he's not. No. Um, I know a lot of Lakers fans like him and think that he is. They 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 seem to think he's something that he's not, and I just. He's a Southern California guy, Bellflower. That, that's yeah. a big part of it. I feel. Oh, I know. I I know. It's always the weird hometown thing that so many people love, and I, that's just something I don't give a crap about. Yeah. But, um. All right. I think that's enough about the Nets. Yeah. Um. There will be plenty of time to talk about them throughout the season, how they're doing, and whatnot. Um. Mm-hmm. Next team is one that was bounced into the first round. In the bubble, but they like had no one. <laughs> yeah, like, Joel was, was the only one there, and Ben was out. Yeah, so so the Sixers are are officially part of Maury Ball now. Um, right. tr- trading for Seth Curry, trading for Danny Green, um, drafting Isaiah Joe. Uh, God, like drafting Tyrese Maxey who Tyrese Maxey shot below 30% at at Kentucky. I mm-hmm. fully expect him to be at least a league average shooter. Be like just like going off of his stats, like when it wasn't like top 25 teams, he just essentially shot the ball to like the levels of not caring. And I don't know why. Usually like numbers like jump up during those those games. But they didn't. And then when it was against top 25 teams or even maybe top 50 teams or whatever, he shot like 40 plus percent from three. Also, I mean, I remember- that Kentucky was a horribly spaced 
Oh God. Offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Cal team, um, a coach Cal team. So what can you say? Um, but I, I think he's going to be totally fine. Tyrese, uh, or, uh, 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 dang it. The, the guy that we all love. Why am I not thinking of his name? Two tr- that was drafted by the Washington or from Washington. Uh, oh, uh, uh, damn it. Thibel. There we go. Oh, Matisse, yeah. Yeah, Matisse. <laughs> like, ridiculous defender. Showed that he can shoot at a little bit. Like, um, he's not a complete zero. It's not like he's Andre Roberson, um, where he's an elite defender, but just can't shoot worth a lick. Um, but, yeah, they're, they are, if if healthy, they're a lot more interesting set up how they are. Maury got in there and was like, why do you guys have no shooters? Yeah. No <laughs> one is shooting behind a three-point line. Does anyone not realize how efficient that is? So, <laughs> um, they, they did get rid of one of their better shooters in Josh Richardson, but then they got a much better three-point shooter in uh, Seth Curry. Now, obviously, they lose the defense on that, but they, they can make up for it. Um, Danny, Danny green still having some, uh, you know, can't hit a three moments in the preseason, but, um, yeah, that air ball was bad. Um, but, but he, he seems to be running around pretty good. So, um, at least from the, the little bits and pieces that I've seen of him. So that's, that's encouraging just for, you know, being a, a longtime fan of Danny green, um, even though I have talked crap. So, and yes, Danny Green, you can't talk crap about a team that you're a fan of. It's, <laughs> it is okay. Um, but with, with Ben being Ben and Joel being Joel and just how the team is set up now, like Tobias can, can just, he fits better now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For you know, sure. like the team just fits better because there's going to be more spacing. I mean, we we had Tim on to talk about like uh Glenn Robinson the third and Alex Burks or Alec Burks, not Alex Burks, Alec Burks. Um and he, and he said like these guys rated low because like there's no spacing. Yeah. You know, so now that you add two elite spacers historically and he's, and he spread out the space for tobias as well yeah spread out the space for tobias and god i just if ben simmons isn't taking more shots then from from like jump shots then honestly okay. i don't know i don't know what to do with him i just there can't point. get him to shoot jumpers i don't know who can <laughs> yeah yeah and honestly joel needs to get it through his head as well that you are you're really good at what you do down low, but you become like even more unguardable when you are more willing to shoot from deep. That is like when he was first playing, you know, like his first year or two in the league, like he was doing that. And then ever since, for some reason, he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to really do that. Well, he's a really bad three point shooter. The numbers are not pretty. It is. It has been like below 30%. Yes. But just even we've we've also seen if guys are willing to shoot, it does improve, you know, like if if you could get him to just like drift to the corner a little bit, you know, like I think that would be fine, you know, but 
when when you have a seven foot two, three hundred pound dude that's yeah, I mean he's mobile, but I mean like he's not like you know a d mobile right. um that does clog the paint some you know, especially for a guy like Ben who <laughs> does not like to shoot um so i'm I'm just saying like there are things that he the those two especially need to work on um yeah it's it's straight up it's just the offense they just need to be a more efficient half court offense because they're pretty good transition wise ben is a really really good transition offensive player oh yeah um but uh, they just need better offense in the half court because it was so clogged last year and seth coming and danny coming and you know tobias having space now uh, and even playing a, a guy like Isaiah Joe, if he gets minutes, that's going to help a lot for mm-hmm. for Embiid and Ben. And if they are running well, because this is the first year they've ever had optimal lineups around both of them. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a make or break year for one of them. I would be shocked if they disappoint in the playoffs and one of Ben and Ben or Joel isn't gone. I, I, I would be shocked if they weren't on another team the next season. Yeah. after that. Who, who would you ship away? Personally, Embiid. I think I agree with that. I think but, most but people I think Philadelphia ben, ships but... Ben. I think, yeah, I, ships I, ben. I think that's probably what they would do as well. Joel, Joel has, you know, proven to be, you know, like a low post, like dominant force, and he can get, you know, to the line, like pretty much at like Harden levels, you know. Yeah, he's like a big man, James Harden for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I think I agree. I, I go Ben. I'm pretty sure that I, I would stick with him. I just think it's easier to build a team around him than it yeah. is Embiid. If you just stick a bunch of shooters. Around Simmons, I'd be willing to bet that that team's at the very least a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, it it would definitely be interesting. I don't know exactly what I would deal Ben for. Um, I know, like most people, would automatically say James Harden. Yeah, um, I think I think Harden. I would trade him for Harden. I think I think mm-hmm. Harden makes them more of a contender. But I think that's the level of guy I would deal Ben for. It is a top ten guy or a potential top. 10 guy like i yeah. i can't really think i wouldn't like would you trade ben for like a guy on a level of bam out of bio no well no whether that that doesn't make sense in terms of bam himself but a top 15 player would you trade him i guess i guess it just depends on on if for me it's position positional you know because like how i i value what if it's like trey young oh man that's an interesting one because like Ben doesn't shoot, but Trey doesn't defend. <laughs> so right. um <laughs> what's easier to hide? The, the lack of shooting or the yeah. lack of defense? That, that's yeah. the question there. Probably easier to hide the lack of shooting if you just give him, you know, the spacing. Or I what think? about a guy like like Kate Cunningham? Ooh, that's ooh. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Wait, are we talking about Cade, the guy that you and I love, or are you talking about the guy that some some you know <laughs> guy on on Twitter is like, I don't see it. No, we're talking about the 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 Cade Cunningham that uh, is hitting pull up threes right now. 
Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, I still have no idea how that guy doesn't see it. Whatever. Um, yeah, that. Oh man, that would be a hard one to pass up. Really I don't think Cade is the defender that Ben is. I think Ben is one of the three best defenders oh, in the league. I think, honestly, I, I think. And this is so funny. If you go back at like the early days of the podcast, how I said he just couldn't defend, and it was more just that he just didn't give a shit. Um, ben has like not only just all NBA because I think he's already gotten to all NBA defense. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I he has like legitimate defensive player of the year potential. Now I don't oh, yeah. think he's. He, I don't think better... he win it over like AD or Giannis. Right. But, but I mean, he's like in just kind of like that lower tier conversation of like, of of be, you know behind those two, you know, kind oh, of he, like yeah, how he's the best wing defender in the league by far. Yeah, kind of, kind of like how how Jokic deserves some MVP talk, right? But like he's not going to win a MVP, you know, <laughs> you know, like it's right. just it's not going to happen. Um, and how often do wings really get defensive player of the year if you're not Kawhi Leonard, exactly. you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is just insane considering that Ben on offense is like a point guard five, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it, you can. I mean, honestly, and if a tree, a team trades for Ben, I think you might be able to experiment him with like le- being a legit five. Oh yeah, I've, because I've, I've that, he's a six ten giant person. Yeah, and even though he doesn't have the biggest wingspan, he does like jump. Like, I mean, he is athletic, like ridiculously he, athletic. So, oh yeah, he's an insane athlete. So, yep. I I think it, it is Simmons that would get dealt. Um, uh, I think uh, Embiid. I, I think they like Embiid more, and I think they think it's easier to build around a guy like Embiid. Yeah. Um, but but I just don't trust and, and and I like Embiid. I think he's a really good player, but I just don't really trust his style of offense to be a championship yeah. winning offense. No. You, you know me and my my disregard for bigs. So yeah, right. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. So all right, we'll go ahead and move. We'll move on to the last team that we're going to talk about um, for contenders in the East is is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they kind of seemed like at one one moment we were in the middle of a podcast and we were like, holy crap, who is going to beat this team? Even though they were almost immediately hard capped after. Right. And when when they were going to when they were getting Bogdanovich from the Kings, um, we were like, oh, my God, that that is an insane starting lineup of Drew of Bogdan, of Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. And then Bogdanovich did not happen. And now now they got fined a second-round pick, which only a second-round pick was kind of like, really? If that was the Lakers, oh man, you know, Magic Johnson would have, been, would have been fined another half a million dollars. <laughs> Magic <laughs> you know? Johnson got fined half a million just for winking on TV. Right. Imagine if he actually got caught actually tampering. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) so um i (laughs) that they're they're still a really good team they lost quite a bit of talent in my opinion especially losing like west matthews that was big for them um i believe they lost sterling um 
Southern Brown, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's in like Houston or something. I want to say yeah, I, I don't even remember where he went, but I'm pretty sure he left as well. And you know they they have Drew Holiday. That's huge. You know, yeah. one of the he's, he's definitely better managers. than Eric Bledsoe. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, George Hill like, was a big loss, I think. Yeah, George Hill was a, it was a decent loss because of just like how great of a stance and shooter he can be. Yeah. Um, so like they're good, and because you know Bud is an amazing regular season coach, and Giannis is just a bully, and you know like they do have a lot of talent still. They're probably going to be a one or a two seed. Yep. But I don't know how much I really think they are as a contender. You know, I think think their championship this year was Giannis signing the Supermax. Yeah. I think for them to win a legit championship, they need a perimeter-oriented guy that isn't Middleton. Yeah. And and Holiday is a a fine shooter. and And, like, I know – I know NBA, t- like, well, at least Lakers Twitter loves to make fun of Middleton. He's really good. Like, Middleton good. with with LeBron would be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's that's kind of why, like, after the Bogdanovich deal fell apart, that I was like, oh, man, well, maybe they're not – they're you know they're they're not going to be that good. I mean they kept kept some guys that were quality, you know, like DiVincenzo still very good. And maybe mm-hmm. DiVincenzo finally starts playing the offense that he did while he was at Villanova, you know. Um yeah, I mean he's going to start. He's going to start so he's going to get some opportunities, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um so I I don't know. I until like Bud stops coaching like he does in the in the playoffs and he he coaches the team like it's a regular season game and he plays 10 guys yeah and and Giannis learning to you know hit a mid-range at least yeah Giannis needs like a post fade or he needs some like go-to jumper move that he can go and he doesn't have to shoot threes he doesn't he doesn't need to shoot threes in my opinion yeah no I don't need a jump shot from 15 that he can go to when it comes to you're, you're down by two. We need a bucket right now. Like, like that shouldn't be Chris Middleton that takes that shot. It should yeah. be honest. Yeah. He should be at least, at least, you know, the, the elbow or, you know, or they need to start using or... him as a five. Yeah. For, straight up. Yeah. No, I agree. Because they're using him like a wing. Yeah, and he's, they, they use he's him like like, of, a, like a attacking three four. Yeah, and, and I mean he's he does four five. He's not like he's not like LeBron where he had a semblance of a jump shot, you know, early in his career. Um, and he he like Giannis can handle the ball, but it's not like what LeBron was able to do and right. still able to do. Even though like LeBron's never been like a an elite ball handler handles wise. Right, and he's he's just always been really smart and able to contort his body. Um, like he's not like a Kyrie ball handler or a Steph ball handler. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, he's a four or five, and like they play him as you said a lot of times. It's kind of like a more of a three four 
you know, which maybe some people may not realize like the, the difference in that, but it, it is, there is a big difference in that a four five is essentially just a true big man, you know, and, and a three, four is, you know, a wing, a big wing. And that that's spreading the floor and able to create and this, that, and the other. And I don't know. I like, like they, they, I think they need to use him in a similar vein that the Heat use Bam out of bio. Because they're yeah. not asking Bam to take jump shots. He takes a little little ten footers to fifteen footers here and there, but he's there to pretty much run the offense. Bam, uh-huh. and yeah. and then after that, it's either that or you need to get a perimeter oriented wing or guard. Like a Bradley Beal, like a Jimmy Butler, like a Devin Booker, someone like that. They need someone like that alongside Giannis because if Beal would be would be amazing, but I have, I mean, they have no. The problem is, is they don't really have the avenue to go that what go that route now, right? You know, all their assets belong to the Pelicans right now, outside (laughs) of like Di Vincenzo. Yeah, they they really do. I mean, unless like they were gonna deal, say like Middleton and DiVincenzo, you know, right? And that's that that might be the line that you may have to cross to make this yeah. team better. Yeah, like it's gonna have to be trading Middleton. Uh-huh. Like using a guy like a CJ McCollum makes this team better than than Middleton. Oh, that's um, that's pretty interesting. Um, because I honestly think that would probably be a good fit for both teams. Because I think because CJ is one of those tough shot makers type of guys. Uh huh. And he can handle and the he, ball. And he can player. handle the ball. I think he's a decent passer, and they have the guys who you can surround him with to to not be a horrible defender, like yeah. a DiVincenzo, like a Drew Holiday, like Giannis. Obviously, yeah. Those guys c- can help him out a lot defensively. Yeah. And that would be something that would help out both teams pretty well because they need something that's not two six three guys in the backcourt who can't defend. Yeah, and Middleton provides more offense offense than say Covington. Right. You know, and like if, they both and they both play, they both provide really good defense. That's an interesting one. I haven't really thought about that. I I probably would try and aim higher than the column if i'm giving right. a, unless, like a beal like a booker yeah. level guy well i booker's not going anywhere um he's not going but that kind no. of guy I, I unless it was like just a, a one for one you know right if if i'm the bucks and i have to offer more or if i have if the blazers are like no you have to give me more then i'm like okay well yeah, then I I wouldn't I wouldn't even put DiVincenzo on the table at that point. Yeah, no, because he's mean, really honestly, your only other piece. Yeah, McCollum and and Middleton are in the same realm of players. You know that thirty to fifty range or something like that. Like, right? They're they're really good, but like they they can't be number ones and don't really know if they're number twos. You know, um, right? But. Yeah, no, I kind of like that. I kind of like that deal. I think both. Te- I think I both think... teams' fan bases would hate it. But then that's right. kind of like if both teams' fan bases hate it, you know, it's a good deal. <laughs> um, right, right, right. 
that's that's a good that's thing. kind of what they need to do because they won't have that much money especially if they they keep Middleton. they gave Middleton a, a good amount of money um you have Giannis and you have drew who you're probably hoping to lock up after this year right after after trading all that form you have yeah. to yeah you have to hold on to him so if you can stick a guy who that he doesn't have to be a good defender because you have incredible defenders around him yeah. drew is a top 10 defender probably in the league Giannis, right. Giannis is obviously a top two three defender is a really good perimeter defender yep i i and, think and yeah and also yeah. what they're gonna have to explore because it I don't see Bud changing, honestly. I just don't see him doing it. They're gonna have to cut Bud. They're they're gonna have yeah. to cut him. I, it does it does crack me up because I remember like when like after the very first year with Bud or like in the like in the middle of it, and and you and I were talking about coaches, and I was just like, I don't know about Bud. Like he gets wins, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like he's he's he is this. Maybe maybe you don't remember this conversation, but. I was just I like, know. I, don't, I remember yeah. liking him more than like me for we sure. Ha- what we had. <laughs> oh, I yeah, think, yeah. I, I think that's what I was comparing it to. I think it was just what oh, we yeah. had. If it, was, if it was compared to Luke Walton, then yeah, for sure. And, and he was the he was he was the best coach like available at that point, too. Yeah. So I was just kind of weighing my options and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah it, it's it's uh, they're really kind of stuck in. Like they're not in that like Pacers range, but they're not. I, I just don't see them in that content. I don't see them being able to beat the Lakers. Yeah, I I, I just don't see it because they're just gonna make Giannis do everything, and yeah. he can't. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> Vogel knows how to do that, and I think the only real team that I that can really challenge the Lakers, I think it's the Sixers. Matchup wise makes sense. Matchup wise, yeah. Yeah, because Ben Ben can defend Braun and or AD. Right. And I mean, I don't really know who would guard the other guy. I mean, because Joel just does not like to go out to the perimeter anymore. Um no, they would he would definitely defending him a lot of the time, I feel. Um but you you still have a guy like Matisse who Yeah, I was gonna I was just, just about to say Matisse, so I mean, who is six five, six six, and has a six eleven, seven foot wingspan. So yeah, yeah, and has and, and ridiculous like, instincts. The Nets, as good as I think they can be, they aren't a good matchup for the Lakers at all. The Lakers would, I honestly think the Lakers would beat them in like five. Yeah, and and that five is expecting KD to have a fifty point game or Kyrie to have a fifty point game or whatever. Yeah. That's and you know, Kyrie, Kyrie would try his damnedest to get to that fifty. That it might at that point become a hindrance to the actual team winning. Yeah, and and, and even going to like a team like the Heat or the Celtics, I just think the Sixers are the best equipped with their rosters to challenge the Lakers. And and that's not even me saying that I think they can. Uh, they can beat the Lakers, but I, I would it would definitely be a tough series. Because it, it might be hard for AD to defend Joel in the paint. Like that that's something I would worry about a little bit. As great of a defender AD is and I think he's the best defender in the league, Joel's just huge. And if if he just puts him in the post, uh, sometimes AD has some troubles with those kind of guys a little bit. 
uh, every now and then Jokic would take advantage of him in, in the paint in, in that Nuggets series. There was that one game, the, the game where he hit the AD. Jokic. Yeah, I, I think I probably agree with that. Um, he just scored over him. I, I still think like you could draw. So that's the only Joel out too no, no, much. But would so probably they're definitely the piss best him off um, matchup and just tire him out. Face Lakers and but I don't, I don't know. That. It, it would, definitely, you would, that, it definitely right? would be interesting. I I feel like they're the team that it could be one move from being like holy crap. And you know, do do you think their their chances grow or or do they are they worse against the Lakers if they get uh, Harden and set, and swap them with uh, Ben? See, yeah, like, I, I honestly think it drops. I think I agree with that because, like, Ben Harden, is so important Harden, to defending yeah. the Lakers. Harden is Harden is great. Don't get me wrong; like, he he's awesome. But like, he's he's also a guy that I think chokes in the playoffs. You know, and like he still puts up numbers, but like we, I mean, we watched him, and right. and I. I, I know Q Houston likes to uh likes to say like he has no help or anything. And like this series or like last you know, last year it was Russ was hurt. Right. But like let's let's I, I've I've always heard just like that Harden just never has any help. I'm like that dude has had an all star with him pretty much every single year. I think I think the only team that really Get, has the best chance of beating the Lakers if they get Harden is the Heat. That would I be think, interesting, but then I think because they're having to dump so many of the assets in there for salary matching purposes, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with it. Do, is there any team uh, that you think it could turn the late, them into the best, the, like the best matchup for the Lakers between like the Celtics and the Heat, the the Sixers? The Raptors, now, the Cel- the Celtics. We had we had that one in a in a DM. That one is an interesting one because they could potentially do something like Jalen Brown, uh, and then like a couple of their their you know assets, but they wouldn't have to throw a whole bunch of salary in it because they have that trade exception. Now, I I can be wrong on this. I don't remember all the rules about trade exceptions, so like. If I'm wrong on this, then like don't hate me. But if you could just use it in there or part of it in in that to equal the salary ballast and just give them all the best assets, then that that makes them pretty interesting, you know. Like like say keeping Kimba with Harden and Tatum, like that's a that's a daunting one, two, three, you know, and then whatever they've they've had you know kept you know i don't think tristan really helps them all that much no um and i think the the lakers he doesn't yeah and then you know who who knows what they would say about the four i mean tatum could always play up to the four um and, and then they would maybe go like, like smart in there as well yeah exactly so i mean it it would be it would definitely be that would be really interesting um but what about if if the Raptors swapped like Siakam for Harden? N- no, no, as in it won't. They they wouldn't be a, a team that would do, or no, that, that you don't think, see them doing it. As in, like I don't think it helps them beat the Lakers. I, like, well, I think it depends Harden, on who Harden. they keep. Because if they if they can keep OG, 
in, in a trade like that? I mean, I would demand OG and Siakam. Right. Well, no, that, that, that's what I mean. If they can keep OG, I think if they that... if they could keep OG, then that's one thing. But the the problem is, yeah. is like it's still then like Lowry, Harden, OG, and now you have a question mark at the four. And remember, I mean, what they have Baines. And yeah, I know Baines and Boucher and yeah, and I'm, I don't really think Boucher is going to develop like prosper into something crazy. Like I've seen some people think he's going to be, I think he'll be a, a okay-ish rotation guy. But like people forget, he's I, I think like, you might be able day. to. I think you might be able to push uh, OG to the four and ha- have uh, Malachi Flynn in there. Uh, and yeah, then you, have La- could, La- Lowry, Flynn, Harden, OG, and Baines. So yeah, you could do something like that, but the then the problem is is then you have two tiny guys out on the floor, right? Or I mean, I've even seen some Raptors people and say that they the having OG at the five, and, and I know I, mean, I, rem- I remember played around with it a little bit. I remember um, when the draft was around. Um, man, I can't remember who was the one. At the ringer, we all loved, and I just can't remember seeing him a lot. Or is it uh, Jarks? Was it Jonathan Jonathan... Sharp? Yeah, it might have been him. Yeah, it might have been him. It might have been him. Um, he he had done an article about like guys that can play the five, like small Mm. ball five, and it would be like he had an OG on there. So, yeah, I I agree. Like it would help, but like I don't think that really makes him a title contender, to be honest. Um, and that's even considering if they can even keep OG. And yeah, and and like, like I think OG. I mean, with all the years that we've talked about about the guys that I love, OG. If he develops how I think he could possibly do it, then yeah. I mean, if he if he took like a a huge jump, but the problem is, is I don't think he would with Harden because I don't really think Harden does improve the players around him like right. that. You know, like. He he does make players better. I'm not gonna say like he doesn't, but right. I mean he. We haven't seen them draft a guy, or or develop a guy in Houston that just took off. Right. They they haven't had that sort of guy since Elijah one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is that the last guy? Like, yeah, I mean, well, Yao and Tracy and oh, well, yeah, well, Tracy was, well, Tracy was, was yeah, 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 but I mean, I'm Yao. just meaning like with him, you know, like they've never, I mean, and that was partly boring and whatnot, but still, I don't, I don't really know how much I, how much I think he would improve like the Raptors, and I just think, right, I just right. think like AD and LeBron would just smack him down. Um, but before we move on to the Kuz thing real fast, would if you're the Rockets, would you rather have just Simmons or would you rather have Siakam and OG? It's a tough one, man. Because that's probably, if they're willing to deal them, that's probably the best two deals you can get. Yeah, I haven't seen, like, because I haven't been on the timeline a lot lately, I haven't seen, like, the Raptors even mentioned lately. They're uh, one of the teams that, that Harden has on his list. It sounds okay. like. Okay. Um, if, if I'm the Rockets, if I want one of them, like I, you probably go like the highest ceiling guy, which is Ben. Ben. Yeah. But 
but you probably Houston or Houston probably is like I probably want something else, right? And what is it that you're giving up? Like if if it's Ben and Thibel, I'm telling him no. Right, I think that's too much at that point. Because because Harden is a top eight player. Yeah, but again, I just I don't I don't look at it as like he's he's this isn't this isn't like when when the the Sixers added Jimmy Butler, you oh, know, yeah. to to those guys already. It's now you're subtracting from those guys, you know. And yeah, man, that's yeah. And we've been talking about doing that and like, I guess it like anything is possible and it could unlock, but like, I don't think hard really like he, he puts up numbers against the, the Lakers, but like they just stomped him, just, you know, just this playoffs. Um, and, and like, if, I mean, if I was Philly, I would be like, you can have Embiid, you know, but that won't happen. Cause right. Ben, Ben with Harden, that is interesting to me. And then just starting Dwight of the five. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of crazy to think that 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 Jimmy Embiid Simmons team is probably the team that would be best equipped to face the Lakers in a in a final series. Yeah. Those those with Tobias as well. Obviously, they were never going to keep all of them. Yeah. Uh, it was either Jimmy or Tobias, and I, and I guess Jimmy didn't really want to stay in Philly anyway. No, but no. that would literally that would be your best case team to put yeah. up against the the Lakers. Yeah. Because you can just stick Jimmy on LeBron, and you can stick Simmons on AD. Yeah. And then have Embiid just kind of roam around the paint. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that's that's just how how it is. Yeah. With, with it's just hard to face this sort of face AD and LeBron. That that's why everyone's trying to get big enough. But the funny yeah. thing is, it right. feels like we, we went smaller. And, yeah, and, and just and, yeah. yeah, and just and it, one thing that's just the final thing, and then we're gonna move on. Yeah. Um, if if it is Ben instead of Joel, which seems like that would be the case. Joel does like to be in the paint. Harden drives all the time. Like it just feels like that's just clogging the paint more. And like I know Ben doesn't shoot, you know, but I don't know. For me, it just feels like it's just clogging the paint too much. But I mean, Harden draws tons of fouls on jump shots because of refs buying his bullshit. But right, whatever. So, all right. I'm done talking about the East. The East isn't that interesting, in my opinion, other than that they are they are surprisingly deep for the playoffs. But then, as in for contenders, I just don't really know if how they really beat the Lakers this year. Um, so, first things first, Kyle Kuzma signed a three-year, $40 million deal. It was broke by – was it Woj or Shams? I thought it was Shams. It was Shams. Okay. Shams broke, yeah, because Woj doesn't really have it in with the Lakers right now. Um, it was it was funny to see the timeline because I once I saw that I did hop on, and it was really really funny to see the two clashing sides of of you know Lakers talking about coups. Yeah. Um, 
some people are like, I would never pay him that much. And I'm just like, that's really not that much more money than I said that I would pay him. It's a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I was saying 440. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty close to it. <laughs> I, I said I said the, the original JC deal, essentially, which was 450 or 452 or whatever. Like I would have kept it at 12 and a half. That's what I was wanting. Um, right. This is this is like essentially thirteen point three if you think about it per year. Um, I don't know how exactly it's really broke down. Um, but I think it's like twelve five, thirteen three, and then like fourteen two for that player option. Yeah. So <clears throat> I want to I I I want to talk about about Kuzma and the reality of this contract. So like. Kyle Kuzma, as as you know, people listen to this. <laughs> I have not been the biggest fan of Kyle Kuzma. It's several podcasts ago. I said I am done with the Kyle Kuzma experience. I am ready for him yeah. to be built, <laughs> and none of that has changed. Right. He he has improved since his first and second year. This this playoffs. He had some good series. He had some bad series. He had some good games and bad series. He had some bad games and good series. He is still a guy that if I could trade him for a guy that I would prefer, I would do it right now. Mm-hmm. That said, this contract is easier to deal than what people, well, first off, what his haters are saying. Um, oh, yeah. I said it in the DMs. I think this makes Kyle more valuable. Yes. This deal. Yes, because now instead of $3 million that he's being paid or was being paid, now this is $13 million. Now you're not having to dump, you know, five guys to just create enough salary ballast to equal stuff. Right. You know, um, it's, it, it is more than I would have paid. You know, some people are saying it's, it's a, you know, they would have only paid the MLE at this point. With how the Lakers' salary cap sheet looks, it do, it's not that big of a difference. It just flat out isn't. It once you're hard cap, it really doesn't make a difference. No, you, it, you'll it be does. you would have been hard capped before. You would have been hard capped after. It doesn't matter. The, you're hard the only the only real difference is how much luxury tax the bus family is paying, and they seem very willing. Yeah, for that. you, they, for they've always ships, yeah. They've always been very willing to pay the. Yep. Tax. So, it's not your money. It's not my money. If if it's you know three or four million dollars more than what we would have paid, or in you know for the most part, I was saying like it's essentially a million more than what I would have paid. Um, mm-hmm. it's fine. And this this deal does does make it to where if if he blows up in a good way then now you have salary ballast. Now, I will say that... And also you know, one of the most valuable contracts in the league yeah. as well. Yeah. And then on the other hand, if if he continues to be inconsistent and whatnot, it's still not that bad of a contract. Because guess what? John Wall hasn't played for like two years, and he's making like $45 million, and he got traded. There's always going to be another contract out there that you can match it with. Andrew Wiggins was moved to the Golden State Warriors 
And that is, you know, viewed as one of the worst contracts in basketball. You know, 10, 10 million dollars or 13 million dollars is not that big of a deal in terms for the NBA. It's again, it's more than what I would have paid. I said I would have probably hard capped myself at 452. This isn't that far away from it, though. I mean, if you if you add another like thirteen to this contract, it becomes four like fifty three. Yeah, so like it's not that big of a difference. I I mean I meant four fifty, but I mean still yeah three million more for you know like it's not that big of a deal. This contract, as you said, makes him more valuable. Yeah, excuse me, because now teams know what he is going to be making. You weren't going to trade him, and then all of a sudden he blows up, and oh shit! Now I have to pay him eighteen million dollars a year, right? You know, like there's value. Like if he's providing, say, say the Lakers are able to trade him now. They, sorry, he's probably not being dealt this year now, not because this year it, because it's only the three mil cap. Hit. Yeah, yeah, because then it becomes like a poison pill contract and yada yada yada. Um. So he is he is here for another year, whether we like it or not. Um, but say say you move him to crap, a team that I always like to throw him at is Atlanta. Okay, like just right. because like I want DeAndre Hunter or something like that, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, th- this this uh, crap. I lost my train of thought. I'm an idiot. No, no, I see what you're saying. Now now they have to give us Hunter and Herder because yes. it's more money. Exactly. But, <laughs> than both of them combined. Now, now I remember where I'm going. I'm an idiot, but don't worry. It happens all the time. It's also like 1230. Um, <laughs> if, if say, like they were to deal him to Atlanta and or, you know, just any other team and we got the player that we wanted, blah, blah, blah. Bring back, you know, former Laker, De- great DeAndre Hunter. Um, <laughs> Now he goes to Atlanta and then all of a sudden he he's putting up, you know, like John Collins numbers because he didn't get his contract and like he's, you know, going to be making 13 million dollars. But say he's putting up 18 points a game all of a sudden again. Now, if he's providing the defense that we saw and scoring 18 points a game, that's worth more. Then the 13.3 or so overall that he's going to be making. Yep. If he's scoring 18 points a game like he did his second year and providing solid defense, because overall last year, Kuz's defense was solid overall. <clears throat> that that contra or that player is probably then worth at least $20 million. Now, I don't think that's the player that we will get in LA because now he is not the third option on offense. So like he's like the sixth option. He's he's way down the line now. Yeah, he is he is at at the best, like the fifth or sixth option. Just second. So if if he is dealt and you know, because we have heard over and over and over and over and over again that teams do view him as a guy that is a change of scenery guy. And I I would not be surprised if he were to be moved and then all of a sudden he starts, you know, 
putting up 18 points a game on like 36% from three and yada, yada. So like, but then if we were to be able to get like a big wing defender, like Deandre Hunter, you know, who can hit corner threes and, or, you know, say like they were stupid and gave up Cam Reddish or, you know, like, I think it would be stupid to give up Deandre as well, but you know what I'm saying? Um, Like this, the contract has value because now it's not three million dollars that you're dealing and then having to lump all these guys. Like we heard that the Thunder were interested in in uh Kuzma. Right. The 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 Thunder were interested in a potential CP3 trade to LA. The Thunder were interested in a potential Ubre deal to LA. Problem was, I mean, other than you know, them wanting another pick. So like having to deal Caruso or something like that, they, they just didn't have the salary to do it. Yeah. The Lakers now have several different guys that are making bank. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd add like Dennis Schroeder to the list. You can add yep, 15 million uh, Montrez to the list. Nine, can, nine million. I mean, we're not going to deal them, but KCP, yeah. KCP, you got, yeah. I mean, you've got plenty of dudes that are making salary now. So a lot of times, you know, you're not trading a superstar for a superstar. So like how we just had that conversation about Harden. Right. Generally, that's not what happens. It's usually pieces equaling to that, you know. And even even if it's superstar for superstar, it, a lot of the times contracts don't match. So you still have to add more, more salary, uh, yeah. salary on top of this, that. This just makes it that much easier to deal for a guy making more salary. It makes it easier to deal for a Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier to deal for, I, I don't know who else is potentially on the market, you know, in that price range. Because Bradley Beal's only making like 27 or $28 million. Yeah. Not Kyle Kuzma, I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle Kuzma next year on that contract and say they kept Schroeder at like $15 million, both of those guys, like you would probably do like a sign and trade or whatever. Both of those guys equal what Bradley, like they could in salary. I'm not saying in terms of like what Washington would want and, you know, everything, but I'm saying those two salary wise could get you there. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it makes it, and it, it makes it easier for the Lakers to maybe even add an, like you're saying another star just down yeah. the line. Yeah. Especially because a lot of these guys are under contract for multiple years, and I'm assuming all the same will be for Dennis Schroeder and THT Caruso next yeah. season. Yeah. It and so they, go ahead. And moving to like the next part that that we we're going to talk about, it's just less money than a lot of the guys who got extensions today was too. And yeah, maybe Luke Kennard who got sixteen um, sixteen million a year for four years more than Kuzma. Maybe he fits. A little better than a than Kuzma would, or maybe you like a guy like Jonathan Isaac, you know, a lot more than than yeah. you do Kuzma. That's fine, yeah. but four, four years, eighty for for Isaac, four sixty four for Kennard, four seventy two for OG, OG uh, three fifty for uh, Markel. Lonzo did not sign an extension. Um, um, I think, I think Derek White got a four, a four seventy three. 
Yep. Derek White, 473. So, like... And Kuzma would have got more money on the open market. 100%. Yes. Like, he would have. He would have. And there's a good chance the Lakers match it, too. Yep. Because they don't want to lose him for nothing. They don't want to lose him for nothing. So then then they they could work out a sign and trade, you know, or something like that. Um, so I, I just the hand wringing that I saw was just kind of like you're it's it's either a, an overthinking or underthinking of it, which is just I know that, that plus that's if you cha- if you change the name, it's a whole different if it's the same exact production. But you change the name; it's, it's a whole different discussion. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. If if we don't have the personality that he brings, then I think people would be a little bit more interested. They'd still be frustrated, but you know, like a lot of a lot of hate, and even some of my dislike for him is you know the off the off the court stuff, whether it be the weird fashion shoots or you know the going and partying before the bubble or you know, especially the COVID talks, you know, the Twitter thing. Um, shout out to Pete, though. The last time I checked, Kuzma only followed Pete. So. Kuz officially follows no people at this point. Oh, okay. Apparently, he was not talking him up enough, even as a, a Laker employee. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I, just think the hand-wringing over it was just kind of, like, really weird, like, like you're it was for the people that were saying it was a massive overpay it really wasn't a massive overpay if you go and look at contracts from so many different guys it it really really isn't that big of an overpay no it isn't and it's it's it is just because it is kyle kuzma and then comparing his his contract to everyone else's contract that they got today and i don't think any of the contracts that were given today were uh, overpays. Honestly, I think they are all fair. I in terms of, one. I saw the Markel one get made fun of, but like if if he continues to make strides, Markel's then... twenty two. I, yeah. I I yeah. he's twenty two. Granted, I, I I I was and still am a huge Markel guy. I I want him. I want the best for Markel. Um, but I he's gonna get better. The Jonathan Isaac deal, uh, off the court issues aside, he is a Draymond level potential defender yeah. when he is uh, when he when he plays, mm-hmm. and I think he has a little more offensive upside in terms of self creation than Draymond has. Draymond's a much much better passer. Obviously, Draymond's one of the best big man passers we've seen in the last ten to fifteen years. But Jonathan Isaac is a very good player, and that twenty mil is it could honestly look like an underpay. In a couple yeah. of days, if he's healthy. Yeah. So um, some, some it's going down a lot of everyone. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the guys in that range, right? <clears throat> of of who's making in that 12 to 14 million mark. Okay. TJ Warren at 12 million dollars. TJ Warren had a great bubble, but once the playoffs started, garbage. KCP, so he's making KCP money, as we know. And I mm-hmm. I think I think. I think we can all say KCP is a better player, but again, yeah. it's you're you're also you're also going to pay the guys that you got. Robert Covington, who is a better defender, yes, uh, at twelve. Tony Snell, twelve point one. 
almost well, essentially 12.2. Torian Prince, 12.2. Uh, or 12.3, essentially. Markel, of course, got got his extension, so we're not going to worry about that. Corey Joseph, so Cujo, 12.6. I don't really think I would rather have Corey Joseph compared to him, <laughs> um, especially since he seems to just continue to like, regress. Um, Dion is still being paid, surprisingly. Um, Brooke Lopez had a terrible year last year. Shooting 12, the ball, yeah, 100%. Yeah, offensively, yeah. he was horrible. Yeah, 12.7 this year, 13.3 next year, 13.9 the following year. Trevor Ariza, who <laughs> is a pretty – he's knocking on the doors of being washed, 12.8. And oh, I am so tired of hearing about Ariza from Lakers fans. I cannot wait until the, the Thunder are just like, we're not buying him out. I mean <laughs> – I mean, they they cut Frank Jackson, so that pretty much means I think that's fifteen yeah. for them. Yeah, they're Arisa isn't being bought out. He's going to be traded for a pick. I mean, just flat out, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, because that's what the Thunder are doing right now. Um, Nurkic twelve point nine. Marcus Smart twelve point nine five. Hey, that, dude, that dude's going to get paid whenever he gets. Yeah, Justice <laughs> Winslow apparently got thirteen million twenty six. Yeah. Million. Years and twenty six. He, he got that extension a couple years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, he I mean, really good. Wins, Winslow's always hurt. So would you rather have have Winslow, who's never on the floor, or who's like never hurt? Um, Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JJ Redick, Christian Wood, thir- just signed his deal. Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Terrence Ross, Patrick Mills. Uh, Fad Young, Kelly Olenek, Will Barton. Now, some of those names are really good. Will Barton, good player. You know, Fad Young can be good. Pat Patty Mills can be good. Terrence Mill or Terrence Ross is so up and down. Malik Beasley signed that contract and just got like his charges dismissed. Lakers fans love to make fun of Pat Beverly. Christian Wood, 13. Like, we have no idea what Christian Wood is. He could be phenomenal. He could be awful. Um, hey, James Harden who? That's what I say about Christian Wood. Right? <laughs> you saw that clip, right? No, I, I, had, I didn't. <laughs> oh, my but, God. It was a it was a Rockets play-by-play announcer. Christian Wood took it coast-to-coast, coast and he made a lap or whatever, and he just yelled, James Harden who? <laughs> oh, my word. That's that's incredible. Um, But a lot of, a lot of those – names are in that same range of player as Kuzma. And I'm not just meaning Tony Snell. I'm talking about some of those other guys, you know, it's just, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't quite get as much of the hand wringing as I saw. So. Yeah. I always said that I, I expected him to get extended and I was of the thinking that it is probably best for him to get extended just because I'm, even if you don't like the guy, he's still an asset and you don't want to waste it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on here in just a second. Um, merge, go ahead and pause it real quick. I need to take it. All right. So final thing that we're going to talk about is opening night is well tonight. If you're listening to the podcast, tonight. um, but there, there's definitely been some talk about uh, the starters um, on Lakers Twitter 
Um, I want to hear your starters first. Yeah. Uh, so mine are Dennis Schroeder, Contavious Caldwell Pope, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Mark Gasol. I totally agree. And other than injuries and possible switching of KCP and Wes Matthews, depending on matchup, that is my lineup starting lineup for the entire year. So pretty much like the Avery Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, JaVale lineup that we saw last year? Yep. I don't think there there is going to be much change from that. Um, like, I know Vogel like to uh, experiment, kind of. Yeah. Um, especially this the last preseason game where he started um, Kuzma instead of... Uh, Instead of obviously since Schroeder wasn't wasn't there, um, but then at the second half he started Wes instead of Kuzma. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of that type of experimenting with the the lineup. It, I I think if it West is, it's it's in game. The experimenting yeah. will be in game instead of to begin the game. Yeah. Um. I, <laughs> you and I got into it before the podcast, but <laughs> I'm going I'm going to say here, unless. There is just some crazy shit that is going on. Dennis Schroeder will not be coming off the bench. He is going to be the starter. He wants to be the starter. If the Lakers want him for the long term, he is going to want to be the starter. Like Wes Matthews is a good player. He is also not able to do everything that Schroeder can do. Mm-hmm. KCP is a good player, but he also isn't able to do some of the things that Schroeder can do. It seems to me like they, while LeBron can obviously play point guard, we saw it last year. I think that that is what they want is the next evolution of, of the team is to have a lightning quick point guard that can get his own baskets. Yeah, and, and I, I'm I definitely think we see that the majority of the time. I was just I was just thinking that if there that there could be some potential in him coming off the bench. I I I think he's going to start most games, but I can see a world where Vogel is some. I mean, even then, now I think about it, if if we're missing some play some creative playmaking on, off the bench, just play THT. Yeah. And and for the people that are that have I've seen just hang ringing over, he fits better with the bench. He fits better with the bench. You really don't think that this dude that has barely that I think he has only played like one season under thirty minutes isn't going to be playing with the bench guys. Like Vogel doesn't generally do like Luke Walton hockey shifts rotation. He's going to be playing with guys from the bench, like. He plays AD the first t- 12 minutes of, you know, the first entire quarter most of the time. We're probably going to see him do the same thing with Schroeder. You know, the maybe, you know, the the five, six-minute mark, like last year, Braun comes out, AD stays in. I would guess that Schroeder stays in. And then, you know, maybe the nine-minute mark or the end of the first. And then that's when you see, you know, Caruso and Wes and, you know, like THC come in. 
because <laughs> I've said I've said that there's going to be a lot of three man or three guard lineups. Yeah, we'll see that probably probably more than we did last year, honestly. Oh yeah, for sure, especially with with THD like really showing I need minutes. Yeah, and plus I wouldn't I don't know if I would really call Danny a, a guard either. So it'll no. be a lot more guards than than yeah. Well, I mean, it, sure. it's it's kind of kind of the same thing then of of like West West. So I mean, West we we can call a guard, but he's really a wing, right, right, right. You know, because the the most he's dribbling is is like if he needs if someone needs help getting the ball past the half court, or you know, off a handoff, you know, right, right. So, um, yeah, I I mean. It just in that context, you know, like because Danny's, you know, a two three, you know, so Wes right, right. is actually the same thing. So <laughs> just just like an inch or two shorter on height, and then like two or three inches shorter on the wingspan. So, um, but yeah, I've I've seen so many people say that Schroeder should come off the bench, and like the dude's going to play thirty minutes. He's probably going to finish games. And he's already said that he wants to be a starter. I think that I, I think the the finishing games one is a, is the bigger question than the starting games, or, or it's more a question than the starting games. I would say. I don't because know. I, I don't Bogle like like to, to end games with Caruso a lot, and, and maybe you can I, play both of them. I do, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think depending obviously like on how say Mark is doing or the matchup is ad going to be like well i am dominant as a as a five you know small ball well he's not really a small ball five but you know what i'm saying you you can do a shooter caruso kcp braun uh ad closing lineup Mm -hmm. you know so right yeah i i i mean as in one of our podcasts, you talked about how like he was really good to close games in with OKC. Like, yeah, I don't see why that would change with LA. I mean, it could just be that he comes here and he's just not what he was in OKC. And if that's the case, right. then you're looking to deal him. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, that is not what we're all hoping for. If we're hoping for OKC Schroeder or an imp- even including or continuing to improve Schroeder, then yeah, he's starting and he's probably closing. So, <laughs> so that's, I, yeah, that's just kind of the thing that I've seen over and over and over again. And I just don't understand how people don't realize this, but right. I mean, um, other thing we talked about it on another pod or on the, the last podcast, the Lakers will have 11 man rotation because right. THT has essentially forced himself into this. Um, do we see all 11 guys opening night, you think? So I'm going to say no. And I, I think the odd man out is going to be Markeith Morris. I was going to say the same exact thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I have this weird feeling about it. Um, I know you were saying before that Keith played like 20 minutes in each preseason game he yeah, played. But- but that was also without like AD playing the first game or two. And then, yeah. So like that, I, 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 you have to see, obviously that was, that was more of just like 
something Billy Mac threw out, right? You know, um, and that was something that I kind of wrote down in some notes of will he play that that much? And I don't think he will. So I think I just don't see them not playing THT. Yeah, that's my sort of feeling. That's and I'm trying trying to remove the THT stand in me. I just feel that there's been too much hype around him that you can't not play him. Yeah, not not only not only has he been playing ridiculously well, but they they seem so invested in him. And I'm not even talking about the team or the, the the like the front office and coaching staff. I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about LeBron and AD. Yeah. Because LeBron has talked him up like crazy. Um and you can see LeBron talking to him, but there was there was um I think it was 5 minutes left. I wrote it down in, in my notes. Let me let me check it here in just a second. Um but it was it was a timeout I think by Phoenix with like 5 minutes left and uh yeah, right. <laughs> Found it. Sorry. Um, AD coaching up THT on sideline after Phoenix timeout with five minutes left. Yeah. So he's he he's also invested in this kid. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't you didn't see AD doing that with. I don't like you don't really even see him doing that with like Kyle Kuzma. Right. You know, because I mean, there's times where Kuzma could definitely <laughs> use that. So yeah. they they just they seem every they all just seem so invested and whether it be like the stories of Vogel and the bubble talking to the reporters like that's going to be my starting too which I mean come to find out he's not going to be but right I mean it, honestly if he can how fucking on, how fucking crazy would be if tomorrow if, he just says THT starting <laughs> yeah I mean but but say T, if THT is playing the way that that he has played this this preseason that could throw the wrinkle in the the starting lineup that I said of it was just going to be between KCP and West it could be T or it could be Schroeder THT and then you know Braun AD and Mark now I don't think that they would probably do that in the first year they would probably still like the vet and you know because they are still going for a title and this that and the other he would also but, have to play like exactly as as good as he played i think the more yeah, likely no, thing that sure, we see sure. is i'm like, just saying i'm just saying like he i said he would have to play that like that right but but you know him if he were to average like 14 points a game i think it would get in the conversation because of his potential on defense yeah well, and i don't I mean I, yeah, you I can you can definitely argue that thc might even have higher upside defensively than like wes out there yeah. if if that that again and that's if this stuff translate. I think the more likely thing that we see from him during the season is kind of like what we saw in the last preseason game where he put up not 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 necessarily the way he played but the way um the type of numbers he, i think it was yeah. like a 14 point uh-huh. uh four or five rebound two assists a block uh, a block and a steal sort of night and i think that will kind of be like his best sort of outings with with the occasional 20 yeah. point game sprinkled in there yeah i i wrote down that a caruso and tht 
bench backcourt is going to be stupid fun to watch. Oh my god! I hope we because I, I mean how how I said a lot of a lot of guard you know three guard lineups Caruso Tht and say Wes and then with Kuzma and Trez. Yeah, you're you've got four guys theoretically to spread the floor. Caruso needs to show that he actually can. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Kuzma needs to show that he actually can. And then one rim runner, one rim runner, rim runner that THT has shown that he can quickly get chemistry with those guys, whether it be Kaycock down in the G League or he's already thrown some, some, well, he's thrown a couple daring passes to Trez. Um, one of them was like one of his first passes when he came in. I was like, you should not have attempted that one. <laughs> but uh, I I do like your, your idea on it. Um, but then, you know, still in game, he, he's, he is a really good pick and roll ball handler. And he, even though like he's, he's not going to have like handles like Steph or, or, or Kyrie, but Kind of like LeBron, how he's got you know the wingspan, he's got the the sh- the the shoulders and the chest and everything. Guys aren't just going to be able to reach around him and poke the ball, you know. So, I, oh yeah, I I have a hard time like cutting Keith out of the the rotation, right? Because you know he's kind of already fallen on on the the sword, you know, to say that he took that that contract you know maybe it's maybe that was agreed upon like hey i will i will take this lower deal if i get to be you know obviously still be here and then if i excuse me if i play this certain amount i think it's more likely that we uh that keith doesn't play than it i think it's more likely that we see a uh 11 man rotation all play instead of THT sitting. I just don't see THT yeah. not coming in for like two shifts. Yeah. And if Morris plays, then, it, then it'll also be for two shifts. I, I just don't see it. It's either going to be Morris doesn't play or they all play. Yeah. I just yeah. don't see THT not at least getting, at it's, least getting a rotation at the very just, least. It is just so funny. Like, oh man. Like I mean, even like two weeks ago, we didn't we didn't expect this. No, no. Like I said that I wanted to see like Quinn Cook minutes, you know, where he played half the games and like fifteen minutes a game in those games, you know. But Man, he might need like early out Caruso minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he may just he he may just have to get twelve to fifteen minutes, you know. Especially since there's no G League, so it's not like you can just throw him down here and or throw him down there and just like, hey, you know, get some run in. You know, the only run that he's going to get in is obviously practice, but then, you know, in game. That's where a lot of these guys are proven is in game. So, gonna have to get minutes, and it's oh man, it is it is just crazy to think. You know, like two of I don't, and I don't, I don't envy Vogel right now. I do, I, yeah, I do not. At least that part of this job. The rest of the part of this job seems pretty fun, but yeah. <laughs> that part of the yeah. job is not. I do not. I don't covet what he has right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hoping that you know, like these, these vets can uh, 
not have too much ego you know like would would west be like yeah instead of 24 minutes you know i'll take 20 minutes you know yeah west does seem like that type of guy to yeah i mean he, but, but he, i mean last year was the first year that he's played less than 30 or 33 minutes since his rookie year so i mean who yeah. <laughs> who knows so it'll be it'll be weird there's going to need to be a lot of communication and one thing i can say is is i think that vogel and that coaching staff does a really good job of communicating with the players. Yeah. And, and it's funny, the two guys that we want to see play the most, they also seem like the most willing to to not play, to, to sacrifice for the team, it, it being Caruso and THD. Those yeah. two seem very willing to to be able to fall fall on the on the sword and get their minutes cut. Yeah. And yeah, which we'll sucks see, because we want to see them yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather see as much as I love, you know, like Wes and even guys like KCP my two guys out there you know yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is really funny other than other than Wes the Lakers have like no guard that is over the age of like 27 I think yeah that sounds about right I think what Quinn and Dennis are both 27 I think I think so so all right I think that'll wrap it up for us um I I will be very interested to see um, the the rotation minutes tomorrow. That's I think going to be the most oh, wow. interesting thing to me um, because I fully predict that the Lakers will get their rings and then promptly not care. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say no one pressed the panic button if and when they lose tomorrow oh, yeah. or tonight. Yeah. No one yeah. no one pressed the panic button. And if yeah. they win, awesome. But if yeah. they do, no I know yeah. what's gonna happen and you guys better not do it. <laughs> yep. I fully expect them to the, lose the Lakers to lose the next the first five games and I wouldn't be worried, honestly. <laughs> no, no. I I fully expect them to lose tomorrow just you know, because because it just will be like we won. And and like you were in like the Clippers, you were the teams that were supposedly going to stop us. And look the, what the we Clippers got. Will definitely be the Clippers will definitely be a lot more motivated than the Lakers. I I would get I win to bet that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, At it least will, for those first couple games, it'll be really interesting. <laughs> but it is also an interesting case of like I think the Clippers got worse with some of the moves that they made. So. Yeah, I don't know. It'll 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 be it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. So, all right. Any final things, merge? All I know is that this is going to be a supersized podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> it went a lot longer than we thought. So it's okay. Get, the season starts tomorrow, so you know why not have a supersized podcast for the beginning of the season? Why not? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I tried to see if you want to try and break it into two, but no, no. So, Hey, you said that when we're about to record the last 15 minutes of it. So yeah, we could have, we could have extended that 15 minutes. You and I like to talk, so it's okay. Um, That's true. So, all right. With that, we're done. I ain't got nothing else to say um, other than uh, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Podcast Republic, wherever. Um, so go ahead, please rate, review, 
And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you all for joining. Ladies are getting their rings tomorrow, Clayton. They are. They <laughs> Peace are. out. Pictures later. <laughs>